You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production. It's very rare that you find someone these days that's worked for the same company for three decades. But that's what Sam Malloy, Australian Regional Director at Norman Disney Young, has done. Sam started his career at Norman Disney Young soon after his study and worked his way up the chain from senior engineer, director, office director to the position that he now holds. As Sam says, career success starts with a good education. In the 1980s, when Sam was at school, Melbourne went through a building boom and he became fascinated with how structures were developed and turned into buildings. That led Sam into studying math and science and he hasn't looked back. In this episode, Sam discusses how education was the driving force behind ultimately becoming the Australian director of a global company. Sam, thanks very much for joining us on this episode of the Careers Talk podcast. Now, can you just tell me a little bit about who you are and your career? Sure, Luke. I'm the Australian Regional Director for Norman Disney and Young Consulting Engineers, or NDY. We are a consulting engineering business, which really gets involved in the air conditioning, power supply, all the plumbing and hydraulics of a particular building, as well as a whole heap of specialty disciplines such as creative lighting, audio-visual, fire protection, as well as a lot on sustainability. As the regional director, all the Australian officers reporting to me in terms of their strategy and their finances as well as their clients. As you're aware, career opportunities and career success often comes on the back of education. So let's go right back to the very start. Okay. High school for you. Where were you and what year? Well, I started, Cast your mind back. It's a long time away. ago. So <laughs> I did my secondary school education at Morley High School, which was in East Bentley. I think I started uh, year seven in 1978, 1979. Okay. And I remember in terms of the subjects which I liked back then, it was really all the creative subjects and the humanities like history and geography and art and drama. I was pretty curious as a as a young lad and, and I just found those subjects more interesting. Sorry to cut in, but that yeah. is really interesting considering where you've gone in your career, which is kind of the polar opposite to that. Well, it is, yeah. And I think as time went by, and, and if I can provide some context, in the 1980s, Melbourne went through a pretty massive building boom, which really transformed a city. And because of my curiosity, I was always interested in how things developed, how they built, or trying to visualise what it would look like and what was involved. And soon enough, I thought, well, I really want to be a part of that. And then that led me into math science. So in the latter years of my high school, I was involved in physics and chemistry and all of maths streams, which sort of then led to getting into a university course doing Mm -hmm. engineering. Did you take to maths easily or was it a challenge for you being of a more creative mindset initially? I did find it pretty easy. I found math very logical in um, the way we came up with solutions and engineering is all about problem solving and coming up with a logical assessment in terms of how to come up with a particular design. 
I would have to say it was pretty intuitive uh, at the time. Once I put my mind to it, I, I knew what I wanted to do and just worked hard at it. So take me back to that time, uh, the late 70s in Bentley in Melbourne, obviously. What was it like for a school child back then? So I was the son of uh, Italian immigrants. English wasn't my uh, main language at the time. And I must admit, diversity and inclusion wasn't socially accepted as much back then. So those times were a bit challenging. Challenging how? Well, it's challenging in that you just needed to work harder to be accepted. What I did was get involved in a a lot of support programs to supplement any gaps that I had in my education or in my understanding or in my communication. And I also got involved in a lot of team sports to provide a little bit more identity around myself and my personality. Through both those programs, there was this social acceptance that sort of came from that. You know, even through primary school, with that work ethic, I was able to take up a leadership position within the school. You were like a captain, were you? Yeah, yeah. so I was yep. a vice captain of yep. uh, of our house back mm-hmm. at the time. And, and then I, w- I also was the bell monitor at the time. Ooh. So all of a sudden that <laughs> Pressure. was... Pressure. Yeah. So, you know... What does a bell monitor do? Out well, of it rings the bell, so clearly... The end of recess? Yeah, sort of thing. yeah okay, yep. exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so you had the power to extend yeah, right. recess out. by minutes so everyone was your friend right yeah right so basically what you're saying is you've been a leader from almost day one yeah well i had to work hard at (laughs) it that then led into my secondary school i had a particular brand and had a good social group and friendship network that really supported me throughout my uh, high school um, career effectively and then and that led to leadership positions within you know, sporting clubs and, and the like. So. And that was football? Yeah, so enjoyed playing AFL and cricket, enjoyed athletics at the time. All of it was part of being more inclusive, more accepted, being part of a, a network or a group that would support me in my primary and secondary education. Would you say the driver there was you played football for acceptance or you played football because you love it and you got acceptance? I think it's for acceptance at the start, but then I really enjoyed it and then that just consolidated the acceptance component. Yeah, Mm. no doubt. When did you um, flick the switch in your education to to move away from something much more creative into uh, here's a real career opportunity for me and I'm going to pursue it as hard as I can? Was that in high school or...? Yeah, no, it, it was high school. I was lucky enough to have a clear idea of what I wanted to do in about year 11 or 12. So that led me to pick the right subjects in terms of streaming into my engineering course. As I mentioned, there was a fair bit of building development that was happening. At the same time, we were also in the middle of an extension at home. So I was really fascinated by the built form and there was a lot of construction happening in our local area. Like they were building the Moorabbin Hospital in and around that time. And driving past, I was always interested to see how far it had progressed and what it was looking like and how high was it going to be built. 
you know, with that interest was this insatiable appetite to learn more and be part of that industry. And the math science streamed into engineering. I remember talking to my careers teacher and we were both confident that we picked the right subjects and the right preferences to go to university, given my interest in building and construction and development. Let's talk about university then. How did you make the transition going from student in high school into this new, interesting, exciting world being university study? Think about high school or secondary school. It's very structured. And university, you need to be a self-starter. There's no one really pushing your performance. There's certainly a gap and a shift that you need to close. I think the ability to get close with your lecturers at university and understand their goals that they're trying to achieve and become a lot uh, more comfortable with their teaching style was a big way of closing the gap. I would imagine the transition for you wasn't particularly difficult because you're kind of you're the type of person who will just get in and, and give it a go. That's right. I'll tell you a really good story about the first lecture at university. There was about 100 students and we just came back from summer holidays and the Dean of Engineering would come in and he sat down and the first thing he said was, there's probably only 50% of you that will graduate at the end of the fourth year. Look around to the person next to you and see whether it's going to be you or him. And those words really inspired me because I thought, well, hang on, if there's 50% that's going to drop out, it's not going to be me. I'm in it for the long term. I'm going to be best in class. Mm. So, I mean, whilst it, it sounded simple, but it was very motivational in terms of setting the bar and understanding on where I wanted to be. Now, you studied a, uh, a Bachelor of Engineering, that's correct? That's right. What university? So I went to Victoria University at the Footscray campus. So that was my bachelor degree. And then about five years later, I went back to uh, Victoria University and did a graduate diploma in building fire safety and risk. Did you, again, throughout the course of your university study, did you just take to it like a duck to water? Did you fail any subjects? Are we always top of the class? What was life like for you there? An engineering degree is quite involved. It'll be 40 hours of class time, and I think it still is. It's a very subject-heavy, intense course. So, look, I think you need to have some level of discipline and structure uh, in terms of of getting through. And I think being quite goal-orientated, it came naturally to me. In actual fact, the longer I was there, the better I was performing. Was I top of the class, not all the time, but I was in the top group. So. Yeah. And yeah. of course, you don't need to be top of the class, do you? You just well, need to be passing, really. It, well, that's right. There's a lot of people that just want to do the bare minimum. But I'd have to say, as an employer now, we do look at your history all the way back to uh, your year 12 score and your university grades, as well as any 
breadth of experience and try to get an understanding of trend or track record or yeah. or, or history that would assist in any decision making. I reckon you've probably made a few of our listeners a little nervous finding that out. So why do you go so far back and, and what are the sorts of things you're looking at? I mean, you say trends, but what sort of a trend? A trend in high performance, effectively. We also look at, in our business, as consulting engineers, communication is critically important. Even just a simple focus on English and what your English grade is sets an example on you know what we could expect from that particular person. Okay. So if someone else was sitting in your position right now in, in your role at uh, Norman Disney and, and Young and they were looking at your university career, would you be confident they'd give you a job? Yeah. I would be confident that if they looked at my transcripts, that they could pick a trend of work ethic and high performance. As an employer now, speaking directly to our listeners who are on that journey that you've done 30 or so years ago, what would be some advice around them as they sit in maybe high school or university about the things that they should be doing, the ways they should be implying themselves? So an employer out there is, would look at them and say, yes, this is the one we've got to give an opportunity to. The one thing that we look at as an employer is that you need to have a point of difference, uh, a competitive edge over the next person. The first thing is, you know, do the best you can in terms of achieving the results that you can get. I guess that the other aspect is having some breadth of experience to complement your studies is valuable. Now, whether that be community work or volunteering or a part-time job or, you know, you did an exchange program, that really provides that level of diversity that we can pick whether it's leadership or or commitment to a particular job. I think that's really important. I think students that have got a goal and setting goals and achieving those goals is is really important as well as if a student had a mentor that they could aspire to or follow or be an example. All those things assist in providing a well-rounded person that is, you know, not only in terms of competency, but able to work in a team for a particular employer. What schooling is teaching you is grooming you for a life experience. Being on time every time, being punctual is a sign of reliability and it's important. What's the biggest lesson you learnt out of education that you've applied in your career? Problem solving, being able to think through a particular problem logically and come up with an answer. And that process of problem solving is effectively what an engineer does, coming up with alternatives. So being able to think through a particular scenario. Uh, and look, and there's no doubt that, you know, any presentation skills that you have done in school, whether it's debating or presenting or talking, that is really important to build a, a level of confidence and an ability to interact, to consult, to, to network. So that's that's pretty important as well. There's a transactional side through problem solving overlaid with an ability to network and talk to people. 
You were obviously very clear at the final stages of your high school, then obviously leading into university. You knew what you wanted to study. What advice have you got for someone who is not clear on where they want to go? And perhaps maybe they are a university student studying something that they're not overly happy about. The advice I would give is that as a young student, you've got time on your side. And if that means that you need to take a gap year or you need a little bit more time to trial different things. And it may be that you do a a part-time job in between just to get you through. I think don't rush the, the decision. If you don't know, don't proceed down a course because you think that you need something to fill that particular time. Because you inevitably, if you're not engaged in that subject and you're not committed, then you won't find it worthwhile and beneficial. And then obviously, you know, the performance drops off and then you drop the course and you start again. So don't rush. Think about it. Do a little bit more research. Maybe a few short courses in between. um, Define your niche and then make a decision. So do you have any advice, Sam, about someone who is currently studying, uh, whether that be at high school or university, and they're just not happy with what they're studying? So they've got to a particular point and they've gone down a path because they've thought, I need to be doing this, and then realised it's not what their passion is. I mean, there's various assessments that you can do that can guide you into a particular direction. But I guess the most important advice you can get is from your parents because they've had a life experience, your careers teacher who can give you some expert advice in terms of what courses are are out there that suit your personality, other teachers that, that have helped you along the way, as well as coaches or mentors, people that you look up to that you value their advice. I think collectively, together, they can provide some useful insights for you to sort of provide a a goal or give you some assistance in a particular course or a particular subject, or even just a particular stream. You may want to pick a course which is more of a math science that is general, that can then lead to an engineering or a health or biomedical, or you want to pick uh, a business degree that leads into accounting um, or economics or global politics or humanities that leads you into you know, journalism, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no problems being general mm-hmm. in terms of your course that you want to do provided that course leads you to an outcome. Thinking back to your university days, you were obviously very clear. I imagine some of your friends might not have been so clear. Did they, they Were they having these conversations with careers counsellors at all? It's really interesting. And not only my friends, but I've got a son that's just going through the process. He's very clear he wants what he wants to do. And funny enough, he's doing construction management. Well, wouldn't <laughs> you believe the old it, hey? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but a lot of his friends have dropped out because they didn't pick the right course. And look, to some extent, that's okay if, if you need time to work out exactly what you're doing. But to reflect back when I went through, yeah, there was people that didn't 
proceed with the course, decided to do something else. And that's perfectly fine, provided you know where you're going. And they sought advice along the way and were guided by people, experts in the field, and now are quite successful in what they're doing. Sam, thanks very much for giving us some advice and some insight into your early stages of your life and through your education. In our next episode, we're going to talk to you about your career. Thanks, Luke. It's really interesting to hear Sam talk about how studying subjects in school and university in general capacity is fine as long as they move you towards an outcome, and that's called your journey. In our next episode, I'll chat with Sam about the early stages of his career right through to where he is today. You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production.